Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. I hope we all uh, have uh, places to sit. Yeah, I see quite some spaces in the church because I was told that maybe we were. So I think we are fine. Uh, please, uh, I believe we have some guests in our midst today because we have a baby dedication. So when you are driving out, please be careful. Please what? Yeah, I mean, we have children within the compound and uh, we have cars. I believe everybody has parked very well, but let's be careful when we are driving out. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Today is our Thanksgiving service, so we've, that's why, we, I mean, it's a day of celebration. But we are not going to live here without sharing the word of the Lord, because the Lord has a word for someone. Luke chapter 11, verse 5 to 9, we are continuing what we have been studying for a while now. If you remember, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the disciples came to the Lord Jesus and said what? Teach us to pray. Teach us. And that's the same topic we are still looking at. Teach us to pray. And when we, we've looked at uh, this topic from different perspectives, and when we got to uh, last Sunday, we started looking at the model prayer that Jesus taught the disciples. And he started by saying what? What, what should you say when you start praying? Our Father. And so we said... This prayer we are talking about is dependent upon what? Relationship. Relationship. That's very important. That's why he started with the word, our father. Before we go to hallowed be thy name, the issue of relationship must be established. And we said the first relationship is that of fatherhood. That if you will get what you desire from the Lord, he must be your father. There's no controversy about that. If that first relationship is not established, you cannot go to the next one. So it's very important that the relationship of fatherhood is established with the Lord. Then you can move to that which is next. And the next relationship we highlighted briefly last Sunday, which we're going to discuss a little bit today, is that of friendship. Friendship. Our God is the God that without him being your father, he cannot be your friend. Is somebody with me this morning? Tell somebody, if God is not your father, he cannot be your friend. That's very important. You know, we can deceive ourselves at times when they say, who are your friends? You say, oh, Karimu is my friend. And that Karimu is a, a, a bastard drunkard. Meanwhile, you don't drink. Right? Meanwhile, your best friend is who? Is Karimu the drunkard. Maybe you can manage that. But the God we are talking about, except you are truly his son or his daughter, you cannot be what? You cannot be his friend. And so in that Luke chapter 11 verse 5 to 9, he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend? And shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to say before him. Verse 7. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. He said, I say to you, though he will not rise and give him, because he's his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. In other words, 
This is a friend that when you come to you, just, you don't just say, friend, give me three loaves of bread. And say, okay, because you're my friend, take it and go. No. You must persist. You must persist. That's why prayer is not a touch and go. I'm sure we all know what I mean by that. Prayer is not what? It's not touch and go. In case you don't know, in God's own country, there is this medication for toothache that they call touch and go. I don't know if it exists here. But when you have toothache and you put touch and go in your gum or something, what happens? That is what they say. I don't know if that's how it operates. So prayer is not touch and go. It's not just, oh, put a drop at the, and it will disappear. No. Pray, there's a process involved. And that's part of what we are trying to uh, learn here. Persistence in the place of prayer is very important. It's very important. And that's what that passage tells us. So we said, number one, God wants to be your friend. Tell somebody God wants to be your friend. And that's very important. He wants to be your friend. Because only as his friend can you know what he is doing. Are we together? It's only if God is your friend that he can reveal to you what he is doing. If you are not his friend, if he is not your friend, he has no basis to reveal to you what he is doing. John chapter 15 verse 15. John 15 verse 15. Jesus was speaking to his disciples. John 15, 15. He said, henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you what? I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. So maybe the reason you are still living in the dark. Maybe the reason you want God to guide you and lead you, but everything is blank, is because you are not his friend. Because God cannot afford to live without revealing his heartbeat to his friends. Amos 3.3, 3, we know that passage very well. He says, can two work together except they be agreed? If there is no agreement between you and God, he cannot reveal himself unto you. Abraham was a friend of God. True or false? He was a friend of God. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 7, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7. 2 Chronicles 27. The Bible says this was uh, Jehoshaphat. He was praying unto God because the land had been surrounded by the five kings, their enemies. And he knew that physically speaking, humanly speaking, there was no way for him to survive those five kings. So he declared a three days fast. Just as we have declared how many days fast now? 50 days only. And today is what day of the prayer and fasting? 20, 25. Oh, so we are halfway through. Give somebody a high five. Say high five. We are halfway through. <laughs> Amen. So Jehoshaphat declared a three days fast. And then he began to pray. And during the course of his prayer, he said, Are you not God that drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? And gave it to the seed of Abraham, your friend, forever. Abraham was a friend of God. And the good things that God did, he did it to the children of Abraham. He gave the land to the seed of Abraham, his own friend, forever. You know how God is a covenant-keeping God? When he make, you know, uh, many of us look at ministries. Ministries rise and fall. Is that not so? 
The redeemed Christian Church of God was started. Anybody knows what year again? 1952. And it was started when the Lord revealed himself to a man who was an illiterate. This man could neither read nor write. But he, he knew God. He had an encounter with God. And God told him that the church I will start through you will be on earth when I come. At that point in time, they were not yet even a church. They were just meet, meeting as a fellowship somewhere in, in Ebutemeta in God's own country. And so the fellowship started. When the man died, was that not 19, is it 72 or 1980? When the man died, the church had about 42 parishes, all in southwestern Nigeria. I'm trying to bring out a point. I'm trying to emphasize the importance of covenant. Of what? Covenant. covenant. And so when he died, he handed over to the church, the church to uh, his interpreter. So the man was an illiterate. His interpreter was a man that had PhD in mathematics. So the interpreter took over the reins of the church. And the church began to grow. The church that had 40 branches in Nigeria then, today has more than 200 branches in Canada. I'm not talking about Nigeria again. We have over a thousand branches in U.S. I don't know how many branches they have in Europe. They're definitely more than what we have Canada and, uh, uh, and, and uh, U.S. combined. Don't talk of how many branches they have in God's own country. What am I trying to bring out? The place of covenant. When God makes a covenant with you, you know, one of the names of God I love the most is that one that says, is the Lord of hosts. You know why I love that name? Because when God gives you a promise, he fights for the fulfillment of that promise. You now see why it's good to do business with God? Many of us are killing ourselves. God gives you a promise, you go to a man for his fulfillment. The man will help you to make sure it doesn't come to pass. And he will be giving you some things to prop you on. If only you had known. The God we serve is a living God. He's the only one that will give you a promise and will fight for the fulfillment of the promise. That's what he did for Abraham. That is why the nation of Israel still exists today. Like them or hate them. I know if we were to take opinions of those of us sitting here today, some of us who are intellectual giants will give me reasons why Israel should be wiped off the map. Oh, see how they are treating the, what do you call those people? The Palestinians. Oh, see this. You don't know the history of that place. And the, don't put your head in somebody else's battle. Is somebody with me? You don't understand what is happening in that land. One thing is guaranteed in that uh, Middle East, there will never be peace until Christ comes. I'm not praying. It does not matter. I mean, I am not God. But that is the truth. You know, they thought there was peace. Israel was working on an agreement with Saudi Arabia, of all people. And they were almost at the point of saying, okay, Saudi Arabia now recognizes Israel. A few weeks to the time they will sign it. Their junior brothers, they call them Hamas, invaded the land and killed. So, and Israelis, they, they are not many. So if you kill one person, they know how many people they want to take back. That was why all this came up again. The Bible says when they are saying peace, peace, sudden destruction comes upon them. So you don't understand, brethren, I don't understand what is happening in that land. But my own is don't put your head in what does not concern you. Let God have his way. Be concerned about your own life. 
God is a keeper of covenants. The only reason they are still a nation called Israel today is because of the covenant God made with who? Abraham. With Abraham. Just the same reason that there's a, call called, there's a church called the dim Christian Church of God today is because of the covenant God made with the founder. And the Jew said something sometimes. He said if everybody, including himself, decide to leave the church, go and start their own ministry, he said the redeemed Christian Church of God will not fold up. And that's the truth. I, for one, I am not leaving this mission. Because I know what brought me here. I know what the Lord has told me. Are we together? I'm talking about the importance of covenant. God makes covenant with his friends. With his friends. Maybe please ask your neighbor, are you a friend of God? Remember, you cannot be a friend of God if you are not even a child of God. You must be a child before you become a friend. Then you can go to him and say, Lord, this is what I need. And then you can pray today and you say, it looks as if he doesn't, he has not answered. And then tomorrow you do what? You pray again. Importunity, persistence, knocking on the doors of heaven. Isaiah 41 verse 8. I'm running off very soon. We have a lot on our hands today. Isaiah 41 verse 8. says, but thou Israel art my servant. Jacob whom I have chosen. The seed of Abraham my word, my friend. God has chosen Jacob simply because Jacob is the seed of his friend, Abraham. Many of us here today, you are in this country because of the relationship your parents had with God. Is that not so? I, for one, I know I will not be here today if not for the relationship my dad had with God. I'm the last born. But I know, if I know nothing else, my dad was noted for one thing, and that was prayer. When the man, when he was alive, when he goes on his knees, he will pray for all his children, all his grandchildren, wherever they are. So they say, if you want to know where this man's children are, watch him when he wants to pray, and go and be listening. He will mention all of them. The one in Oshogbo, the one in Kotangora, the one in Kafancha. All of them, one by one, he was praying for them. And I see the effect of his prayers. Among his children and grandchildren today, there are not less than maybe 20 or 30 pastors in the Baptist church, in the redeemed Christian church of God, even in CAC. Because of one man that prayed. God wants to establish a covenant with you. God wants you to be his friend. God wants to have a relationship with you. If you will allow him. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday. It's not a day of a long message. I'm going to continue this message next week. But it's very important that we realize that Abraham was a friend of God. And because he was a friend of God, God established a covenant with him. And God ensured that his descendants were, not found, were never found wanting. And you know, when God was going to put what I call the icing on the cake, he spoke with David. David was generations upon generations after Abraham. He now told David, he said, even when your own descendants, when they sin against me, I will not take my mercy away from them. He said, like I took it away from who? From your predecessor. He took his mercy away from Saul. His mercy will not be taken away from you. Yeah. You will enjoy the mercy of God. Your seeds will enjoy the mercy of God. Your offsprings will enjoy the mercy of God. You will be a testimony of God's mercy. In the name of Jesus. 
There's only one thing you have to do. Make sure that God is your friend. Remember, we, we read one passage last week. Psalm 116 or verse 15. That says, our God, I mean, the heavens, the heavens belong to God. But the earth, has he what? Has he given to the children of men? One, 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 five verse. <laughs> so if he has already given the earth to you and I, if we don't invite him, he will not invade our premises. But if we invite him, he wants to be your father, he wants to be your friend. And he's willing. He has room and space for everybody. That's what he does, includes you. So the rest of the equation depends on what you want him to be to you. Who you want him to be to you. He desires to be your friend. Do you want to be his friend? Of course you know the Bible says our God is too holy. To do what? So if you are a carrier of iniquity, even you yourself, you will be afraid to move near him. But that's why you are here today. So that you can go to him and say, Lord, have mercy on me. I truly want to be your friend. I want our relationship to go beyond just father and son. Father and daughter. I want a relationship of divine friendship with you. So that you can guide me. I mean, we are going to continue talking about it. I mean, knowing God as friend next Sunday. But let's bow down our heads today. Let's bow down our heads. There are benefits to knowing him as your friend. Why don't you talk to him this afternoon and say, Lord, I want to know you as my friend. I want to be in agreement with you. I don't want to be a compendium of sin. I don't want to be a reference point for sin. I want you to look at me and, and find me acceptable unto you. The Bible says our God is too holy to do what? To behold iniquity. I want to be able to stand before you so that you can establish a covenant with me like you did for Abraham. Like you've done for many after him. Like we know you are still doing today. Oh, just tell him, say, Lord, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. Talk to him this morning. Oh, but if he's not your father, you cannot be his friend. So maybe you've not given your life to Jesus. And you want to say, Lord, I give my life to you. Come into my life. Remember, brethren, they told Abraham, or rather, Abraham thought he would never have a child, even though God told him he would have a child. That's why he listened to uh, sister, uh, what's her name, Sarah. And he went into Hagar. But the word that God gave to him, as impossible as it seemed, it came to pass. What is the word that God has given unto you that looks impossible? Maybe it's because you have decided not to make him your friend and he's watching you. Because the performance of that word is, 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 is dependent of your friendship with him. If God is not your friend, he will not fight for the fulfillment of that promise. Talk to him this morning. Say, Lord, I want you to be my friend. I want you to be my father. I want to know you more. Be glorified and be magnified, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Father, I commit your children to your hands today. Every prayer point, every request, you will answer by fire in the name of Jesus. 
you will answer speedily in the name of Jesus. Your plan and purpose alone shall be perfected. And in the lives of everyone present here today, you will put the devil to shame. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.